Hey guys, Hi. welcome back to the Sweet Podcast. Gosh. Okay, so we have a special guest on this podcast today because we're going to be talking all about internships, so we might as well ask one of our experts <laughs> if you want to introduce yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Asta Gupta. I am a fifth year computer science and engineering major, and I am the 2022-2023 Ohio State Sweet section president. Yay! Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're getting like a two-in-one, like talking about like internships experience, but then also like talking to like the president, about, like <laughs> sweet and stuff, so be epic. Um, but no, okay, we have to talk about like November, no. fall, and everything it's, about that first. It's almost over. It is almost over. We're doing a late episode because like finding a, like a, a time to meet with everyone was kind of hectic. Especially but, with break. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. break. But how's all y'all's Thanksgiving? My break was pretty good. I got to see my family, and I'm the oldest cousin, so I have okay. all my little cousins running around. That's so <laughs> cute. That's fun. It wasn't bad. I, uh, I'm i from Massachusetts, so I don't go home for Thanksgiving because gotcha. flights are really expensive. Mm-hmm. And also Thanksgiving is a huge deal in my family, so mm-hmm. I always get adopted by my friend's family <laughs> who lives here in Columbus. Her family took me in, and then I went to the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I don't want to talk about that, because that was just sad. That was so sad. It was very depressing. I was was, like, ready to cry during that. Oh, yeah. Not a good way to end my last game as Mm -hmm. a student. Oh, my God. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's real sad. Oh, my gosh. Tragic. It's okay. I'll just have to come back as an alum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come back for for the next one. Oh, my gosh. But, no, Thanksgiving, for me, it was nice just to, like, go home and, like, take a break. Mm-hmm. even like I don't know mm-hmm. even though now we're like in the wave of like right before finals and yeah. everything that like I don't want to go through <laughs> but, yeah it's nice to have that time to de-stress before yeah. you yeah. want to uh risk it all and just uh, <laughs> yeah yeah make those hardening decisions yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh and then okay me and Lily were talking about this we were talking about Taylor Swift tickets oh my gosh because that was a hectic ride in November was, it's crazy it was so my roommate, her mom was on the queue for like eight hours straight. Oh my yeah, God. I was on it. Oh my gosh, I can't even how many hours. I was, I think like maybe like five or six hours. I think something like that. Oh my gosh. It was so long. I was like lucky that I didn't have that many classes and stuff, but mm-hmm. like it was so rough. I like, after like I finally got tickets, which again, I was really lucky, I like canceled the rest of my events for the night. I'm like, I'm so tired in the rain. There's just no way I'm going to be doing anything. I else. will say I've never been happier to not be a Taylor Swift fan <laughs> when these tickets came out. I know it's a hot take. I don't love Taylor Swift. No, I will listen fair. to some of her music, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's not, I don't think she she's as hyped up in my head as she is for everyone else. Gotcha. <laughs> I think but like, mad yeah. respect to you guys for waiting that long for tickets because I would get fed yeah. up and leave. <laughs> I would say this is like my first like experience like buying concert tickets and stuff like that because I'm not really a concert okay. person so like if I don't go to any other concerts before my date like that'll be like the first concert I ever go. Well, let me tell you mm-hmm. buying concert tickets usually isn't that stressful. <laughs> no. I just yeah. need you to know this is not <laughs> what it's been always like, like. So many concerts <laughs> this year. And yeah I know you always talk about your concerts I'm like I feel like this is not the normal experience. This is something like <laughs> no. So this is Taylor Swift and Harry Styles exclusive. This is. <laughs> I also yeah. heard that like BTS is like the same oh, issue, like buying. Really? Oh yeah, stuff. that sounds mm-hmm. about right. Yeah. yeah, but no, like I'm pretty sure like Ticketmaster is like getting in some trouble right now. Probably. Like, oh, there's a lawsuit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's some. I'm ready for the tea. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're ready to see how it folds out. Yeah. All right. Okay, so now we're going to get into the meat of our podcast, which is talking about <laughs> internships, because there's a lot to unpack with that. And yeah. we won't be answering all the questions that we pro- that you probably might have, but hopefully we'll answer some of them. Um, but first, so talking to Asa, we just want to ask, what is your internship, co-op experience? Yeah, so I am lucky enough to have four, five internships and co-ops oh my under my belt. Um perks of taking a semester off and getting (laughs) and extending your graduation by a semester. Um, But so start, I interned the summer of 2020 with Northrop Grumman. They're a contractor for the U.S. Department of Defense. Um, So I worked for them as an electronics engineering intern. Um, I returned for a second summer with them the summer of 2021 as a software engineering intern. 
Um, and then I actually went on, I took, like I said, I took a semester off of school and I went and did a co-op with Marathon Petroleum where I was a machine learning co-op. Um, then my four, third, four, <laughs> fourth internship um, was I went back to Northrop Grumman for a third time um, this past summer, the summer of 2022 as a software engineering intern slash also low-key a systems engineering intern <laughs> uh, towards the end. And I'm currently interning with Northrop Grumman actually part-time during the school year um, remotely as a systems engineering intern. And I will be joining them full-time upon graduation in May as a systems engineer or not even systems. I was about to say systems engineering intern. I'll be joining them full time as a systems engineer. Feels so weird to say that. Like <laughs> I'm so excited. I have to be a big girl in a couple months. <laughs> scary. Like, first of all, congrats. Yeah, Thank congrats. you. Full time. Getting ready. Are you going down to Florida? I'm I am. Time. I will be in Melbourne, Florida. Ooh. Yeah. So Living exciting. in the warm weather. Oh my gosh. I just. I always worry about like Florida. Just like their weather. I feel like it's so hectic. Like with yeah. the rain. The and hurricanes, hurricanes are wild. Yeah. yeah. But. It'll be okay. Yeah. I'll be on the. It's a beach town. I will be okay. living like ten minutes from the beach. Yeah. So where are you located? Like on Florida? Like where? What? It coast? is um on the east coast. It's okay. like an hour south of the Kennedy Space Center, Cape oh, Canaveral okay. okay. area. Yeah, an hour southeast of Orlando. That looks nice. Mm -hmm. So for your um, just a question for your first um internship, were you a second year or first year? I would say I just finished my second year okay. when okay. I did my gotcha. first internship. Yeah. That's what we're looking to do. Yes. <laughs> Secure the bag, ladies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so speaking more on internships, like ECS is a resource for all of us, engineering career services. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about ECS and how you're involved? Yeah. So ECS, in case you didn't know, um, every college at Ohio State has a career services office. So the College of Engineering's career so services office is ECS, or Engineering Career Services. And basically, their mission is to provide students and employers with guidance and opportunities to kind of connect and empower students so that you guys can get that lifelong career management and employment goals. So basically, um, they do so much. And I could go on and on forever, and I know we'll talk about it, but for <laughs> I actually work for them. Um, I'm a peer career coach, so I'm a, we have full-time advisors at ECS that kind of talk to students and do appointments with students. Um, and we also have peers like me, so if you're like too scared to talk to a full-time advisor and you feel more comfortable talking to someone that's closer to your age is also a student, um, we have six wonderful peer career coaches that you can also make appointments with and chat with. And I'm one of them. <laughs> That's awesome. How long have you been a peer coach for? This is my second year. Would have been third year. I got hired during COVID. And mm -hmm. then COVID, because of COVID, there was a hiring freeze. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't um, start the program. So once that hiring freeze was lifted, okay. I was able to start as a peer coach. So technically my second year being a peer coach. Yeah. Um, so what can you talk about, like, the kind of, like, the different services that ECS has to offer for someone who, yes. like, doesn't know? Okay, so ECS does so much. Um, basically, to sum it up, ECS does anything and everything related to, like, your job search and professional development. Um, ECS is there to help you with that, so you can actually schedule a 30-minute appointment with a peer advisor or, like, a peer coach like me or a career advisor, and those appointments can be about things like doing a resume review or doing a mock interview, preparing for your elevator pitch, writing a cover letter, um, if you want to learn how to negotiate your salary, if you want someone to just take a look at a job offer that you received, you want to be like, hey, is it sketchy or not? Um, pretty much anything related to job, you can make an appointment for that. Um, we also offer drop-in appointments, um, or I shouldn't call them drop-in appointments. They're just drop-ins. You don't have to make an appointment for those ahead of time. As long as you just show up within the hours that we're hosting drop-ins, it's first come, first serve. We will just take you as you come in. Um, and then on top of that, ECS has a lot of programs, actually. So they have a program called Recruiter in Residence, where um, we have recruiters from companies come in and host workshops and stuff like that. And it's a low-key networking opportunity, as well as a learning opportunity. Um, we have Intern Week, which happens in the spring, which is a whole week of events for people searching for internships. Um, Career Week in the fall, very similar to Intern Week, but for people searching for full-time opportunities. Um, 
If you actually report your experiences to ECS, uh, which is something that you can do through Handshake, and by report your experiences, I mean any job, co-op, internship, anything like that that you've done, if you report it to us, we actually um, take all of that data, we take all of your identifying information out of it, so your name, uh, name, and anything that would make it clear that it is you specifically, all of that gets removed, and we use that data to compile these dashboards um, that you guys can use to um, filter by like major and location to see like, oh, um, is the, what I got offered by this company is the pay that they gave me fair. And so we have data on um, the outcomes of graduates where what companies they worked for um, and in what location. And then we also have data on um, people's salaries that they were offered as well as internship wage data. Um, and all of that is available to you if you just report those experiences and register for ECS. Um, we also have career fairs um, and workshops and um, grad students, actually, we have stuff specifically tailored to you guys. And you guys, um, if you're an Ohio State engineering student, you get access to all of this just by doing something as simple as registering for ECS. All of the information on how to do that is on our website, and it's literally the easiest thing ever. Honestly, like ECS is a lot. Yeah. We sell a lot of things and I'm pretty sure like some and of them And that's not even everything that we yeah. do. We even have like we have resources online that again just by simply registering you get access to those resources that you can access at any time. You don't need to meet with an advisor or a peer coach. Yeah, I feel and like we could do a whole episode of just funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, ECS is really awesome and it's also one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had. Everyone that's that so works exciting. there is so nice. Yeah, and also just like resources are free. Like mm -hmm. you are free. The register you are sure. literally paying for the salaries yeah. of the ECS advisors yeah. and my pay as a peer coach with your <laughs> tuition. It is you're already paying for it, so come utilize the resources. I know a lot of people struggle with finding jobs, but we have resources out there to help you with that. And a lot of people just don't know that they're there. Yeah, you yeah. got to take advantage. So make sure everyone that's listening, make sure you register for Register ECS. for ECS or yeah. I will come for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a warning. <laughs> we should do like a poll for like all the student members. Like have you yes. registered for ECS? Have you registered with ECS? You got it. You got it. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a deep breath and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Um, so as I look at applying on internships, I just, mm -hmm. there's so much out there. Yes. So like, can you tell me more about like when I can apply to internships? Because I feel like there's so many different answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you should apply always. <laughs> and I know that's like a super vague answer, but companies are almost always hiring. Um, so apply literally whenever, but recruiting season does exist. Um, just like anything else. So recruiting season is typically the first month or two of each of fall and spring semester. So that would be like the August to beginning of October area and then um, January to kind of mid-February-ish um, is peak recruiting season. So we recommend applying to, and I know this is going to sound crazy, we recommend applying to 40 jobs per semester. And I know that sounds like so much, but to put it in perspective, you apply, let's, I'll take myself for an example. My very first internship, I applied to probably 60 jobs. I got interviews with 10 of them and an offer from only one. Mm -hmm. So that number dwindles really, really quick, which is why we recommend applying to 40 because the more you apply to, the more chances you have of actually getting something um, and getting that offer. So we recommend around 40 per semester and we recommend front loading that 40. So that means in that first two months during the, that peak recruiting season, that is when you should be applying to probably 20, 25, maybe even 30 jobs. And then the remaining that you have left of the 40 you can do throughout the remainder of the semester. Um, so that's usually the window that you should apply. I highly recommend the earlier you apply, the better is the way that I see it because if you wait too long like they could fill that position especially if they're rolling positions because yeah. some companies don't wait until like some companies will have a deadline and say okay after this deadline we'll take a look at everyone in the pool and select the best candidates but some companies do rolling deadlines where like they will look at the um, candidates as they come in mm -hmm. and so if they see someone as they come in they're like oh this one's great they're gonna hire them and then they might be like okay well this position's full now let's close it mm -hmm. so um, definitely, I highly recommend applying earlier. Yeah, earlier the better. I remember, like, a lot of internships, I, like, waited for the deadline. Or, like, there's a mm -hmm. lot of reasons where you can, like, look to see, like, when do they normally post mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. like, 
applications will like post up like wherever they want yep. offerings yeah mm-hmm. we'll just throw them out there and sometimes like you'll see like some of their applications have been out like for many many months and mm-hmm. it's like is that one still open yeah or is that- so which is why again we recommend applying to 40 because sometimes there are outdated applications out there that the company may have just forgotten to close and you don't want to if you're banking on that one opportunity like you're essentially just screwing yourself over because yeah. they the company didn't um, update the requisition. So yeah. you will want to make sure that you apply to a lot um, and kind of how to do that. Cause I know it's like, I just said, okay, apply to 40 interns. You're like, all right, well, where the heck do I start? <laughs> um, Handshake and LinkedIn are my favorite places to apply for jobs. I personally prefer Handshake over LinkedIn because on Handshake, especially here at Ohio State or any school that has Handshake, all the companies on there are pre-vetted by the Career mm-hmm. Services Office okay. versus on LinkedIn, literally anyone can hit you up. Okay. Um, but on Handshake, we know that those companies are legit, have real job postings and aren't there to try and screw you over or scam mm-hmm. you or anything like that versus on LinkedIn, you don't have that guarantee. Um, so I like Handshake and they have a whole jobs tab and there's a million filters. Those filters are your best friend because they will um, reduce the, like if you just look, you'll probably see 16,000 jobs mm-hmm. are there. And if you use those filters, it'll reduce it down to like 4,000. I know that still sounds like a lot, um, but that's 4,000 jobs. You just kind of have to start scrolling through and see, all right, well, which of these interests me? Look at those job descriptions and apply for the ones that you are genuinely interested in and care about. Yeah, and like Handshake already has, well, if you haven't signed up for Handshake, make sure you do, first off. Everyone has a Handshake account already. You just don't get full access to it until you register with ECS. Yep. Mm -hmm. So once you do that, like it'll have like all your information already. Mm -hmm. So it'll have like your major and stuff like that. So then it will, sometimes they'll like, um, I remember like the bottom, they're like, show you like x's or plus like if you meet their criteria and stuff like that it does yeah so and that's the other thing is you should make sure that your handshake profile and your linkedin profiles are complete and have info don't just start looking for jobs with an empty profile Mm -hmm. make sure there's stuff in there put in your past experiences Mm -hmm. in there your volunteer experience your student orgs any leadership positions any jobs that you've worked literally anything um projects that you've done that's like one of the most underrated things is your projects um put all of that stuff on there on your handshake profile make sure you have a profile picture and it shouldn't just be a fun one it should be a professional headshot if you don't have a professional headshot just go take one in front of a blank white wall super easy (laughs) shoulders enough that's all you need um yeah and once you come because it is actually a we have a statistic where employers are i think it was 30 percent more likely to hire you if you have a complete handshake profile so make sure you finish those out they're important Yeah, so look on Handshake, look on LinkedIn for jobs, but also you can, if you're interested in a specific company, you're like, oh, I love the automotive industry. I want to work for Honda. Like you can just go to their website and go to their careers page and look for opportunities on there too. You're not limited to Handshake and LinkedIn. I just personally, I prefer Handshake. Gotcha. And okay, a topic that we want to talk about, I think we talked about a little bit about in the past Mm -hmm. about um, unpaid versus paid Mm -hmm. internships. Yeah, so the T is that you shouldn't have to take an unpaid internship. If a company isn't paying you, it's likely not someone that you want to work for. (laughs) Um, Especially because legally, companies, if you are doing work for them that they are like either putting into production or like they're utilizing that in some way, um, they are legally required to pay you. So, um, yeah. That is, you shouldn't have to take an unpaid internship, especially in the engineering field. I will say unpaid internships are like almost unheard of because Mm -hmm. engineers, like you're always producing something. And so because of the legal obligation, they have to pay you because they're going to use something that you produce. Um, So you will almost never see an unpaid internship in engineering. But if you do happen to find one, just know that you shouldn't have to take it. There are other options out there. (laughs) Yeah. And I definitely see some not for engineering really, but like, it always makes me wonder like, how how do you even like take time to like not have an internship? Like, like to not get paid? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just crazy to think about like my summer job, like I rely on that income sometimes. And it's like crazy yeah. to think about like working so hard and not getting really any payment for it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Also that engineering money is good, good. <laughs> yeah. Do not- like if you're taking an unpaid internship you're passing up like anywhere from 17 to 25 30 bucks an hour mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy <laughs> make sure to look out for that and just like just be careful and like mm-hmm. know your options and know that like 
that one like unpaid internship like is not everything yeah there's definitely something on for you but mm-hmm. on that note i will also say do not this is one of a big mistake that people make do not bring up money until you have an offer in your hand. Mm-hmm. If you walk up to a recruiter or a company and you're like, hey, I'm super interested, and you you know give them your elevator pitch, do the whole thing, and at the end you're like, well, how much do you pay? <laughs> that does not look good on you. It is not a good look. I'll tell you that. Um, you should never talk about money or bring it up or anything like that regarding jobs or internships until you have that offer letter. That is when you can say, okay, I don't think this pay is fair or this is great or can we negotiate it or anything like that. But until then, money is off the table. Um, And then I think there's so many different applications and so many like different formats. What are some common mistakes that people make when applying? Yeah. Okay. So there's so so many. I could, this list could go on forever, (laughs) but I will hit on some of the more common and more like the ones that I see very often as a peer coach. Number one, um, having a resume that is out of, out of date. Um, and then also to go hand in hand with that, having a resume that is not ATS friendly. And ATS stands for applicant tracking software. It is a software that a lot of companies use to sift through resumes without having to have a person look at them, like do a first pass. Because if you think about it, these companies are probably receiving like hundreds, thousands of resumes a day. There is no way people can keep up with that influx. And so they use the software to go through the resumes and make a first pass through that pile um, first. And then that software will like throw out some resumes that the software thinks aren't worthy. And then whatever's left will then go to a person, a recruiter or HR or someone. Um, If ATS, so some ATS softwares are really robust and some are garbage. (laughs) (laughs) And so the ones that aren't great, if the ATS cannot read your resume based on the formatting, it will throw it out regardless of, you could be the most qualified person on the planet, but if that ATS cannot read your resume, it chucks it. So you want to make sure that your resume is ATS friendly. At ECS, we actually have resume templates that we know are all ATS friendly. So if you um, go to the resources page on Handshake, we have all those templates in there for you. Um, But just general criteria to make sure that your resume is ATS friendly. Um, No colors, only black and white. No images, none of those cute little logos of like the LinkedIn logo and the GitHub logo and email logo, none of that. No pictures. Um, No. So if no pictures, that means no headshots on there either. Um, Black and white, I said that already. No lines. Um, Like people sometimes use lines to divide out their sections. You should not have those. Um, You should not have any underlines and you should also not have any italics and no bullets or columns or any, or sorry, not bullets. You should have bullets. Um, (laughs) No like columns. Some people like to, if their bullets are shorter, they'll make it like have the bullets take up both halves of the page like mm, if you split your yeah. page vertically down the middle it'll be like on the left side and the right side you'll see bullets on both sides you should not have that it should just be one line of bullets all the way down um so no columns and anything like that um yeah just um the only things that you should be using to like separate your sections is all caps and bold and stuff that is what you should be using keeps it black and white keeps it easy for um ats software to understand so um with that make sure that you keep your resume updated we always recommend updating it every single semester because you're learning new things in your classes every single semester um and that includes summer when you like finish up an internship or a job or something like that um update it often um so that's one of the biggest mistakes is not having that updated resume or an inaccurate resume if you're lying on your resume you will get caught because you will get asked about it if not in a first pass in like a phone screener or something you will get asked about it in an interview and if you don't have anything to talk about well tough luck you're getting chucked as a candidate so don't lie on your resume please <laughs> um and then um the other big thing that I see is not following up. A lot of people will just apply online and then leave it at that. And that very likely is not going to get you anywhere. Um, you should always be following up if that company that you apply to happens to be visiting campus for whatever reason. Go sign up for that event. Go talk to them. Talk to a recruiter and say, hey, I already applied online. I would like to chat about this position further. Um, is there? Should I be talking to you or is there someone else that, that I can be talking to about this? Um, I would just like to express my interest and also ask some questions that I have. Um, and then also 
So like not following up on not only the position that you apply to, but also showing your interest in the company. That is something that you should be doing when you follow up and not just saying, I'm really interested in this position. Done. Like <laughs> You should be researching the company and their values. The company has morals. The company has a whole value structure. Um, see if they have employee resource groups or any programs or stuff, something like that, that you're specifically interested in. Bring that up because it shows that you've researched the company, that you have interests, um, and it makes you stand out as a candidate. Um, so not following up is one of the bigger um, common mistakes that I see, having an outdated or inaccurate resume. Um, or not having it or having it formatted weird so it doesn't make it through ATS softwares. Um, and then um, one other common mistake is a lot of people are like, I, I talked about it earlier, you should apply to 40 jobs a semester roughly is what we recommend at ECS. Um, a lot of people will be like, okay, let me apply to like 10 jobs at this company. Don't do that. Oh my God, please don't do that because it is not a good look because it makes you seem desperate. Mm. And while it is probably true that you're desperate. I know I was my sophomore <laughs> year when I was looking for my first internship. I was so desperate. You still shouldn't apply to a million jobs at one company because it makes that desperation very obvious and you don't want to do that. If you apply to like three or four different positions at a company, that is totally fair game, especially if you have a wide range of interests, like you could be applying to roles and that meet each of your different interests. But if you're applying like 20, that is not a good look. I don't recommend doing that. We recommend 40 companies a semester or 40 job applications a semester over a wide range of companies. Um, so don't try and um, make it all be like, okay, 40 jobs at one company, I'll be done. <laughs> like don't do that. Um, and then another common mistake, I actually went and talked to Amy Franklin, who is one of our um, ECS staff members, and she works on the employer side of things. And she actually gets feedback from employers. And something that they often tell us is that students don't follow through with the instructions of a job application. Mm -hmm. Like they will just upload their resume and call it a day. And a lot of times, sometimes it'll say something like, oh, a cover letter is required. Or like on Handshake, if you're signing up for an event, sometimes it'll say like, oh, upload your resume here, but then also make sure you go sign up for a slot for this event. This is just your RSVPing for the event as a whole, but you need to pick a specific slot. Go sign up for that. And sometimes people will not do that second half. So make sure that you're reading all of the directions and following through. Um, and then also make sure that um, your resume, like while you, I said your resume should always be up to date, Make sure that your Handshake and LinkedIn is also up to date, especially if you're applying via Handshake or LinkedIn. Um, it won't just send your resume to the company. It'll also likely send your whole Handshake or LinkedIn profile associated with it as well. So keep everything up to date all the time because it would be super embarrassing if you sent a really awesome resume and then none of that stuff was on your LinkedIn <laughs> or your Handshake. So make sure you do that and then make sure... Um, this is something that I see all the time. Make sure that your bullets for your experiences on your resume are strong. And by what I mean by that is um, make sure that all of your bullets follow the following format. So strong action verb, start up with a super strong action verb, then follow up with the action that you did, and then follow that up with either the purpose of that action or the result of that action, or both if you can fit them in or, or if it's applicable, you can do both. Um, but that makes a very complete sentence and it also makes a very strong sentence. Because a lot of times people will be like, oh, I worked as a cashier and uh, checked people out. That is not a strong sentence at all, <laughs> right? You wanna say provided quality customer service through cashiering and assisting customers with making their purchases. That sounds so much better, right? Mm -hmm. So start off with that strong action verb, then talk about the action itself, and then either the purpose or the result of that action, or both. Um, so yeah, make sure those bullets are strong. In summary, bullets are strong. Uh, don't have a weird formatted resume. Keep it simple, black and white, um, ATS friendly. Make sure your resume, handshake, and LinkedIn profiles are all up to date, and then follow up with that company to express your interest in the position, as well as um, expressing that you've researched the company and that further fortifies the fact that you're interested. Gotcha. Gosh, yeah, that was a lot. I know. <laughs> it sounds advice. like so much. And honestly, to, I, I don't mean to overwhelm people, but there's so much more too. Mm -hmm. So this is why like, do not for the, just don't, please don't apply <laughs> for a job without having your resume looked at first. Come to ECS. We literally will, we will look it over. You can make a 15 minute come to a 15 minute drop in or a 30 minute appointment. Like we'll have it look at, have us look it over because oftentimes we'll be like, oh, looks great. Here are just some small tweaks that you can make to make it even better. And then you're good to go. 
Or like it could be a hot mess and we'll tell you, hey, it's a hot mess. Like here's how you can fix it and give you those resources to help you fix it. So please, please, please have someone look at your resume before you apply. Yeah. And kind of just the follow-up question with like, um, like once you reply, like following through with the company and stuff mm-hmm. like that, what happens if like you don't know who to follow up with? Yeah. So um, on Handshake, actually, if you look up a company, oftentimes there is an email there listed mm-hmm. of either sometimes if you're lucky it'll be of a specific person um or it'll be just their general like internship inbox and if that's the case you can still email that general internship inbox and just say hey i'm looking for someone to talk to about this position specifically Mm -hmm. and then they will probably like once they make it their way through the inbox will probably redirect you to the correct person so if you don't have someone that general inbox is always a-okay um but always also keep your eye out um for events that are happening around campus because that company for all you know could be sending a recruiter or someone to campus or for an event through like a student org or something so yeah and then something else that we want to talk about like when you let's say like you get an offer for like an internship Mm -hmm. like they have like so many different like locations like yeah. choose from, stuff like that but then also just like the process of like relocating putting yourself out there and traveling like mm-hmm. you're going to florida yes like that. so exciting but what is that kind of like process like and what are things that people should be considering yeah so um my personal advice um not as a peer coach <laughs> is especially specifically with internships not full-time jobs is don't follow them like if, let's say you get three offers and one's gonna like pay you a ridiculous amount of money but the one that's paying you not as much is a project that you enjoy more. I personally would recommend picking the one that's paying you less and giving you a project that you enjoy. Because um, if you, obviously everyone's financial situation is different. So if you're in a situation where like you really, you have like bills to pay or anything like that, you're supporting yourself, what have you, um, and that money is important, then obviously do what you need to do for yourself. But my personal advice is follow the project, not the money or the location, Mm -hmm. Um, especially for internships, because if you think about it, internships are usually like anywhere from eight to 14, 15, 16 weeks. So at most three months, Mm -hmm. if the location isn't great, to be quite honest, you can suck it up for three months. (laughs) Like, will it be, uh, if it's not a location that you like, will it be great? No. But also, it's only three months. Mm-hmm. You would, This is like internships and co-ops are the o- basically the only chance that you guys have to try out a new job, a new company, new everything with like zero consequences. Like no one's going to like try and fire you or I mean, okay, that's not to say you can't get fired as an intern. <laughs> but like it's unlikely that someone's trying to fire you or like, you know, the job is going to disappear or anything like that. Like this is your time to go out there. Like Lily said, this is your time to try something new. So even if it's not a location that you love or pay that is the best, like you really, this is your time to figure out what, not only what you like, but what you don't like. And I feel like that's the part that people overlook a lot. Like my first internship, I did not, the project was cool, (laughs) but the work is not, I realized that that is not work that I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do hardware, software integration. And then I did that. And I was like, I actually hate hardware. Why am I doing this? (laughs) So, um, like this is your chance to try something without being like, Oh, I'm stuck in this forever. Because it, like I said, at most it's only three months. Um, so that is my advice. But in terms of like location, A lot of companies will have a lot of different locations. Sometimes the company will tell you, hey, you're going to this location and you just don't really get to choose. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Sometimes they will give you options or say like, hey, rank your top three. In that case, obviously go through, rank your top three. Um, But relocation, I love relocation, to be quite honest. I think it's really cool to live in a new city for three months. Like. Mm -hmm. And you get to do your own thing, you know? A lot of people try and stay close to home, but I'm like, again, like I said, this is your only chance to do this kind of stuff without any consequences. So go put yourself out there. Try something new. Um, I personally would highly recommend relocating. I will say if you're relocating really far away, it does never hurts to ask the company if they offer like some sort of relocation Mm -hmm. stipend or Mm -hmm. a housing stipend or anything like that or provide housing. Because if you are relocating, obviously you can't live at home, you can't live on campus. Like you're like, all right, I need to find a place to stay. Um, Ask if the company will assist with that. Because for me, um, every single internship and co-op that I've done, the company has always accommodated for the fact that I'm not from the area, I'm not around, so I need to pay for additional housing. Um, and so they provide a little bit of extra money so that I'm not 
pulling from the money that they're paying me, like uh, mm-hmm. to be an intern, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit of extra. And it also um, not only helps you pay for like your expenses and stuff like that, but for them, if they give you like a relocation stipend, that kind of shows that they really do want you. They're willing to invest in spending money to move you out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so never relocation stipend. If it's not on the table immediately, it never hurts to ask. The worst that a company can say is no. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, we'll take another deep breath. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, since we have the number one expert here, do you have <laughs> any extra general advice for applying for internships and stuff? Yeah, so um, network. Network your little booty off. Mm-hmm. Um, networking is like I think I mentioned this earlier, um, where a lot of people will just apply and then call it a day at that. And I talk about following up, but not only should you be following up, you should be networking with that company and every opportunity that you have. Um, so like I said, companies will often come to campus for things like ECS's programs, like recruiter and residence or um, student orgs like SWE. We have companies come in to host events with us all the time. Um, so network with those companies. Those opportunities are absolutely out there. We also host like SWE hosts networking nights, other orgs host networking nights, ECS hosts networking nights. Um, go to those opportunities just to chit chat with a company in an informal environment. Um, because again, you're just expressing your interest. If you think about it, let's say a company has like a thousand applicants. If you, all you did was apply. Okay, great. You're one of the thousand, but if you applied and then you also went and emailed, uh, an Ohio state alum that works there right now, and you went and, um, you know, talk to a recruiter and then you went and talked to a hiring manager and you said, hey, can you refer me to an engineer that's in a similar role so I can chat with them and you talk to them. Your name is now popping up like seven times, right? That's like seven more votes for you almost. If you Mm -hmm. think about it that way, like the one application versus your name popping up seven times plus once in the application already, you go and network with someone from a company when they're going through those applications and be like, hey, I recognize this name. So networking is so underrated, but something that you should absolutely be doing. Take up every opportunity. Um, And with networking comes dressing the part. Um, So make sure, depending on the networking event, the dress code might be different, but I always recommend to go at minimum, do business casual. So like dress pants and a nice blouse um, or a button down for the guys or a polo if you want to go even a little bit more casual. Um, Just because it's always dressed to impress. If you want to wear a full on suit, go for it. And some (laughs) networking events do call for that. Um, So just be cognizant of the dress code. Um, At minimum, I would say just don't do like jeans and a t-shirt or even ripped jeans or leggings or anything like that. Um, just because you all, not only do you have an impression, you're making an impression on someone through your resume and your communication with them, but you're making an impression with how you look. Mm -hmm. Um, so make sure that you don't look like a hobo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but just some other stuff from networking resumes involved in that. We talked about resumes a little bit already, but if you get an interview, prepare, 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 Mm-hmm. I know so many people that are just like, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to wing it during an interview. And that is not, I promise you, it's <laughs> not going to go well unless you are just some interviewing God. Like it is just not going to, even I, like me, someone that I, I'm, I would consider myself someone that interviews very well, just because for me, I think of it like a conversation. It's just talking. I'm here and I love talking clearly. <laughs> um, so But even for me, like, I still prepare for interviews, as should the rest of you. So some easy things that you can do to prepare for interviews, research that company. I know I said it before, research their values, research um, their culture and stuff like that. Um, Research the position itself. See if you can find people that um, have had roles in that position through Handshake and LinkedIn. You can just shoot them a message and say, hey, can we chat about this, that you're prepared going into an interview. Um, But also, on top of that, you should prepare... Um, based on the type of interview. So at ECS, we categorize interviews into, I think, three or four different categories. So the first one is a regular old, um, stand, what we call a standard interview. And that is just when someone, it's, you can kind of treat it like a conversation. The interviewer is trying to get to know you as well as your experiences and what you bring to the table. So 
make sure you treat it like a regular conversation, but a little bit like braggy about yourself almost, because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to sell yourself. So um, kind of make sure you talk about your experiences and the leadership qualities and any technical skills and qualities that you bring to the table. Um, so that's a standard interview. Then we have a behavioral interview, um, which is basically when companies are putting you in like they're asking you a situational based question. Mm. So something like, tell me about a time when X, Y, Z, right? And so what they're looking for in that is for you to talk about experiences that you've had demonstrated qualities that like they're kind of looking for in those questions. So like, um, and they're not looking for hypotheticals. You should never be like, oh, well, if I was in this situation, I would do this. No, no one cares what you would do because <laughs> hindsight and hypotheticals are all that vision's 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could think that you're going to handle something super amazingly, but if you were to ever actually be in that situation, you might actually break down and who knows. So that is why they're looking for um, situations like they're asking you to demonstrate examples. So for example, I've always a lot of a common question I get asked in behavioral interviews is like, tell me about a time when you had to collaborate with someone that was difficult to work with. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking for you to answer with the time that you actually have to do that and how you resolve the situation. You just don't want to leave it at, well, the person sucked and I never worked with them again. Like, <laughs> you want to be like, oh, I talked to them to try and resolve the issue. Um, we discussed it and we came up with a game plan to resolve the problem. And we did it by doing X, Y, and Z. And the result was X, Y, and Z, right? You want to give an example. So with behavioral interviews, we actually like to use something called the STAR method. So STAR is an acronym. It stands for situation, task, action, result. So when someone asks you a behavioral interview question, a tell me what about a time when style question, you want to make sure that you're hitting all four points. The situation that you were in, the task that you did, the action that you did to complete the task, and then the result of that action. And that will ensure that you have a solid answer to any behavioral interview question. Um, and you can pull those star style stories um, out of any experience that you've had. So for example, for me, like I'm the president of Sweet, I have tons of stories that I could, um, situations that I've been in because of SWE uh, that I can then use in a behavioral interview. I also have situations that I've been in at prior internships and jobs and co-ops. Um, I have situations that I pull from my job as a peer coach. Sometimes I'll pull up situations from um, like a project that I've done for class. Um, you can take those star style stories from anywhere. Just make sure that they're true stories that you have been through and you hit S-T-A and R. And then, um, Another type, the third type of interview is technical interviews. Now, this is more common for computer science engineering majors specifically, but there are a lot of, some other majors will do technical interviews. This is basically when you're going to get asked technical questions related to the job. So things like if as a CSE, sometimes they will ask us like, oh, you have this information and you need to sort it in this way, write a program that does that. Basically with technical interviews, all that companies are really looking at is not did you solve the problem correctly, what they're looking for is how you think. So you're supposed to talk through your thought process because that's really what they're looking for. They wanna make sure that you can think like an engineer, that you you know think about any risk points or any edge cases or um, anything like that to show that like you are a thoughtful and complete thinker. Um, so that's technical interviews. And then the fourth type of interview is case interviews. And those, um, I will say, are more common for business majors, but also ISC majors that are looking to go into consulting. Um, case interviews are kind of, you will be provided with like a business case and you have to provide some sort of solution or analysis of it. Um, I'm not too familiar. I've only done one case interview in my life and I thought it went terrible. Um, <laughs> I somehow still got that job. Don't okay. ask how. Um, but yeah, so I'm not very well versed in case interviews, but we do have resources for those things at ECS. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to kind of give some extra general advice about is after you go through the interview, you will either receive or not receive an offer, right? And so if you receive an offer, um, like I said before, you never want to bring up money until you have an offer in your hand. So this is when you can start talking about money. If it's a full-time job, you can try and negotiate that salary if you're not satisfied with it, or you can negotiate for things like more PTO or negotiate for like a signing bonus or something like that. Um, so you can negotiate um, if that is something that you're interested in. Um, but for internships specifically, we it is very uncommon to 
negotiate an internship pay. Reason being, um, companies usually for interns, they have a predetermined, like they set out already what they're going to pay all of their interns and they, to keep it fair across interns, they, it is just, I mean, some interns, I know there's variations in pay, like usually a small range, but the range usually isn't more than like five or 10 bucks an hour. This is nothing crazy versus like, obviously for full-time jobs, that range could be like $10,000. So with internships, it is very uncommon to negotiate the pay, the hourly wage that you receive. That's not to say that you can't, but you usually shouldn't because companies will have that internship pay determined already. Um, Again, that's not to say you can't, like I said, if a company is lowballing you with internship pay, absolutely negotiate that. I have friends that have intern- negotiated internship pay and they did get higher pay at the end of the day. So you totally can. But if it's like, I would recommend looking at the wage data that ECS has. And if it falls in the in the range, if it's around average um, or above average or even like a dollar or two below average, I would say you're probably, it's unlikely that if you negotiate, you'll actually get a higher pay. But um, in terms of deciding if something is a good offer, it really depends on the person. Um, but if you would like help with kind of deciding offer, just want someone to look over an offer and say, is this legit? Is this seem okay? Um, is there anything else that I should be negotiating? Make an appointment with ECS. Like we have people that are specifically there to talk about offers and um, make sure that your offer letter is decent and make sure that your position is good to go. Um, so if you are ever stuck with offers, both for internship and full-time, um, just make an appointment with ECS. We're here to talk to you about that. We will. That is the one topic we will not talk about in drop-ins because it is too uh, beefy for <laughs> a 15-minute drop-in. Gotcha. But yeah, um, but my biggest piece of advice outside of each of these topics is just be yourself. Um, you do not want to put on a facade and then have a company hire that facade mm-hmm. because then you're not being true to yourself. You're not being true to the company. It's just a disservice both to you and the company. Just be yourself, be professional, but be yourself um, because if you don't like a company as yourself, if you only like a company when you put that facade on, then you probably don't want to work there. You're going to be miserable. So make sure that you're true to yourself. And um, yeah, right. good luck to everyone <laughs> in their job search. It's tough out there. I know it is, but ECS is here to help. If you haven't, if you haven't learned it by now, apply or register on Handshake. Register, register. with ECS. It's mm-hmm. so easy. And it's then, like one yeah. checkbox, two checkboxes. <laughs> it's so simple. You have to click like no more than three times. <laughs> so easy. All right. You have nine seconds to go get a snack. <laughs> I'll see you back. Okay. So we have to ask a question that we ask every month. So also what is, what is kind of like a song that's been defining your month and then kind of like an explanation? Yeah. So this was super tough. When I saw this in your, in your little, uh, script, uh, not script, uh, outline for the episode, I not gonna lie, was very stumped and I spent probably the next two hours on Spotify trying to pick a song. (laughs) Um, but I figured it out. Um, my defining song or the song that's been defining my month has, is, um, a letter to my younger self by Quinn 92 featuring logic. So it's a, it's, um, it's a song about, um, like obviously writing a letter to your younger self and saying, you know, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Like, I know things are tough right now. Um, and you're kind of being beating down on yourself, but just remember that you're amazing and you've some amazing things have happened in your life and look how far you've come from where you were when you were younger. Um, make sure that you celebrate, celebrate those things and remind yourself that you're great. Even when things are not going amazing. Um, I feel like this has been my vibe for the month because I'm not going to lie. I I'm a fifth year. Like I said, in the beginning, I'm so burnt out. Mm. I am beyond burnt out. I just want to graduate. I'm done. I'm over it. Um, and all of the other, I just want to lay down. (laughs) That's all I want. So I, I feel like recently I've been like, all right, Asa, like you're burnt out. Is this even worth it anymore? I've been questioning everything and I just kind of have to keep reminding myself like, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty freaking cool. I've done some cool things um, and remind myself that, you know, things are tough, but it's okay. I will get through it. And I have some accomplishments to help 
help fuel my fire a little bit. Yeah. It's and it's a bop. Even if the <laughs> if you ignore the lyrics, it is just a bop. Like it's very catchy. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of like I've listened to. I probably have, but like just haven't like connected the song to it. I oh yeah. To it. I love when I connect a song and the lyrics and yeah. it like all makes sense. I love that yeah. moment. About you, Lily. Um, my song this month is "Across the Universe" by Fiona Apple. Um, I that one. Every night before my roommate and I go to bed, we say, "Alexa, play Across the Universe" by Fiona Apple. It's like <laughs> so. I fall asleep to that song every night. It's so, it's so calming, cute. so peaceful. It's oh. so nice. That's awesome. I have that to my queue. <laughs> I say I haven't heard. Of, okay, I've now I need to like yet. go through them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to listen to them. Um, but yeah, my song for this month is "Lavender Haze" by Taylor Swift. Because okay, because one about the whole like ticket scenario, like we talked about before, like just <laughs> buying tickets. But then also, like whenever I like look back on it, I'm like, I got tickets. Good. It's like or whenever I'm like feeling down, I'm like I'll just like play like the Taylor Swift like radio that Spotify mm-hmm. has, and I'll just like mm-hmm. play them through. So yeah, Taylor Swift has been keeping me going right now. So. <laughs> but yeah, this, this kind of wraps up our podcast for this month. Oh my gosh, Yay. it's a long one. If you made it through, sorry, <laughs> I talk a lot. My apologies. No, but it's like good information that like yeah, I learned get so out much. There. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. glad. Well, you'll learn even more if you come to ECS. <laughs> <laughs> my last plug for ECS, I promise. But no, we got, we always have the plug for SWE though. So True. make sure looking out for newsletters, looking for announcements. We got things coming up. Oh, isn't there? Um, in December for like Christmas season, so we always have stuff for like Christmas season. And stuff yeah, like lots of de-stress for finals. Yes. We have a little big little holiday social coming. I don't know if it'll yeah, be done by the time this episode comes out. Maybe I don't know. But um, but yeah, holiday stuff is is happening in Sweet. Yeah, follow yeah. us on Instagram. Yeah, at OSU Sweet. Oh my God, follow <laughs> ECS on Instagram. Oh yeah, at Ohio State ECS. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. Oh my God, my boss is gonna kill me. <laughs> Um, follow, yeah, follow ECS on Instagram. Um, we actually post a bunch of resources on there too. And, mm-hmm. um, just like posts about tips and tricks yes. as well. Oh my gosh. I, I'm plugging ECS Instagram as well. Cause I go on their story and I like oh, do yeah. their little so, quizzes yeah. on what it is. Yeah. And that's how I found out about the tip of like how many you need to apply for. Yeah. On the application. Cause mm-hmm. there was like a thing and I like mm-hmm. clicked, I clicked the wrong one. I didn't know. Yeah. And I was like. Now I know. Yeah. They also yeah. have a TikTok at Ohio State ECS. <gasps> oh, I think the peer coaches are in a lot of them. They're so yeah. cute, too. Oh, my God. They're so <laughs> Yeah, fun. I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm pretty sure I followed because there was, like, a giveaway or something that was happening. There was. Every, oh, yeah. at the beginning of the semester, ECS. So, that's another perk to follow ECS. <laughs> Not only uh, job search stuff and, like, professional development assistance, but we do giveaways. My roommate won one of the giveaways. Oh, so slay. It's real. Not it's like real. The, it's it not is. like the Zach and Cody Danimals one. <laughs> No way! Oh, oh, you gosh. just unlocked a core memory. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! There's just That's no way. Like that. so many people have that memory. That was the thing. Like, I know. It was so no, widespread. I remember that. <laughs> wow! I literally <laughs> forgot about that. I saw it on TikTok a few weeks ago, and it yeah. made me remember. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I missed that. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. ECS, sweet, amazing. So it was awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun. Yes. We love, oh my gosh, we love, we need to do more guests. I know. This is so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you guys next month. Bye. Bye.